UC at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the Brigham Young University campus in Provo, Utah, for our latest edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, your weekly hour-long look inside the BYU Basketball program. We are joined by fans here in studio and viewers with us live and on demand via the BYU TV app. Our social media hashtag is hashtag Pope Show. During tonight's show, you can also take part in our live audience polls via the Opine app. Coming up on this evening's broadcast, here's what you can look forward to. We will recap last week's home sweep over San Diego and Portland. Two nice wins. Deep Blue lets us get to know freshman Nate Hansen. Atiki Ali Atiki, AAA, will join us live in studio. We'll look ahead to this week's California road swing, and we'll take some questions from social media for Coach Pope and Atiki during our weekly Q&A segment. Let's get tonight's show on the road by bringing in the head coach of the Cougars. He is Mark Pope. Hey guys. How are we? Good. Good to see you. Hey, guys. I've learned after enough time on the show to just lay out at this point and let you take us somewhere. I actually, I actually, it's shocking that you said that because I have something on my chest. Okay. I just got to get this off my chest, okay? So, I don't know if this is appropriate. This might end up canceling the show. But, and you're not supposed to take on big corporations on this platform. I understand that. Greg just got super nervous. I'm, I'm looking to Leanne to see if she knows what's happening here. Okay, no clue. Okay. So, I'm totally twisted up about McDonald's, okay? I'm a loyal McDonald's guy. I mean, the Big Mac, right? To all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, onions, sauce. I mean, we love McDonald's, yes? The filet of fish, the shamrock shake, okay? Still no idea where this is going. <laughs> McDonald's is not perfect. For example, they were the ones with the styrofoam cases for the burgers that was ruining the environment. I love McDonald's, mind you, okay? And they make mistakes like the McRib, yes? Now, sorry, you can't say yes to me because I'm one of the guys that likes McRib. You're the one. Yeah, I know, oh. I, I, it keeps coming back, yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, like, love McDonald's, the girls love McDonald's, we'll go there, I'll get a soft serve ice cream cone, but they make mistakes, like when they got rid of the Egg White Delight, not smart, right? So today they came out with the McDonald's All-American Game Team. Did you know that? I heard it was coming. It came out with it today. And somehow, in one of the not great moments, they left Colin Chandler off the list. And I just, I got a real problem. We're talking about the high school All-America team that they sponsor every year. Colin Chandler, high-flying, sensational superstar, who put on a show for all to see at the top 100 all through the summer, took on the best players in the country, and kind of went away hands down winner. And he's also a BYU guy. And he's not on that list. So I just don't know how I feel about McDonald's right now. I, I don't know. I, I, might, I might have to protest. Maybe I'm going to become a Wendy's guy. I'm just not sure. I don't know if the anger's properly channeled right now. Uh, I just don't I, I, understand. I, I'm just saying, you gave me the opening, and I took it. <laughs> Point is, we love Colin Chandler. Yes, we do. Yeah. 
What an unbelievable young man. Woo. <laughs> and I just was like, I was going to tune in. I was like, I can't wait to watch this game. Mm. And then nobody's perfect. Well, as much as I, uh, I'm, I'm, I hate to start the show off no, on a I, negative I note. It. And you know you have my support in, in practically everything that you do. But uh, next, time this would be perfect. next time McRib rolls around, I'm, st I'm still getting it. So if, I just if, have to say. If we had, like, I should, if I was really smart, I would walk in here with, like, 60 Frosties and just hand them out to everybody. Say <laughs> yes. so you've switched allegiances. Yes. Oh, man. I got more. Like, I can keep going. I don't know if it's going to get any better. We were in media today, and we're talking about how some of these games are moving to quad ones. So really great. So St. Mary's at home actually moved to a quad one this week, which is a really yeah. big deal for us. And Oregon just moved for a quad one. And I'm actually making a push publicly now for Oregon to be like a quad zero. <laughs> I heard about this. You heard about this, I did. right? Yes. I, I mean, read, I read the background it's true. behind your argument. But this yeah. is my deal. Like, <laughs> I want to just ask this question. This is real right now, okay? Have you guys ever seen a duck in person? Because when you see them on TV or see them in the cartoons, they look like they're these sweet little animals that walk around, okay? They're terrifying, aren't they? <laughs> so not only did we go to Portland, which is essentially going out to their joint, right, which should be a top 70 quad one, but there's ducks everywhere in Oregon. Have you been there yeah. in Portland? It's, they walk down the street, there's ducks, quack, quack, quack. I mean, it's, they're, they're chasing you. Like what, what my guys had to mentally endure to win that game, we should get some extra credit for that. So. I got a lot, man. I you got do. a lot of things Clearly. that are twisting <laughs> me up right now. <laughs> well, I, I think we should probably get into the highlights at some fine, point. Fine, fine. And interestingly, uh, we're going to start up. Well, you know what? Maybe we won't, we won't get to go out there quite yet. Uh, last week. I think the McRib must have been made different in Canada. <laughs> that's probably why. It was, it was probably, really good when it came out. That's probably why. Really good when it came it's out. It's so cold in Canada <laughs> that you couldn't really taste it anyway. <laughs> I'm not trying to crush the McRib. I'm sure the McRib is fine. I am the guy. Uh, you picked up your 60th win last week yes. as BYU head coach. And uh, Coach Pope is the first head coach at BYU to get to 60 wins in fewer than 80 games. I think that's a thing, right? That's a good thing. So fastest to 60, as he was fastest to 50 and 40 and everything else, which is great. And uh, then 61 came on the weekend, which is also awesome. And this comes in the midst of bracketology picking up speed. And less about you and your accomplishments, which represent the team's accomplishments. BYU is in a good place right now. I'm a guy that tracks it every day. You have interest. A lot of people do. Um, man, I, I just think we have to sit back for a second and say, you know, kudos through 21 games to, to having your team in a really good spot. Yeah, I'm super proud of our guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, it's, 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 you, know you want to say, hey, Coach Pope made it to 60 wins. Uh, but it was really Alex Barcelo and Trevin Nell and, you know, those guys that are claiming the 60 wins. I just got to, to jump along for the ride. And, and um, it, is, it is fun to be every week right in the thick of things in this bracketology. It's, it's, it, you know, we're right in the middle of it. And, and um, it's, it's due to how hard these guys have competed and how much try they have in them. And it's, it's super fun for all of us to watch. I'm watching just like you guys are. And it's, it's awesome to watch. These guys are terrific. Uh, one spot out of the AP poll and, you know, taking care of business means uh, you get into a good spot there possibly too. And, and you know, people say, well, who cares about the AP poll? It doesn't really matter. Selection Sunday is really all that really matters. But there are some ancillary benefits to being in the poll. One of them is... The casual viewer watching ESPN or other networks at home, they watch a the little scroll yeah. across the bottom. The ranked teams get mentioned there. You see the name pop up a lot more frequently when you do pop up in the poll, and you're really close. Yeah, I, I, I love the AP poll. And you're right, it doesn't mean anything except it just means public perception of the program. 
And I actually think that that means something. To me, that's important, and I think it should be important. I mean, we want people to think this is a great program, and, and uh, you know, we've been in the poll for a few weeks already early this year, and, you know, if we handle business this week, there's a good chance we, we get back in it. Now, this week is going to be really hard to handle business. But, Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the nice things for us is sometimes you get twisted up about the polls. You feel like it's unfair, but the truth is, is the metrics and the polls line up exactly for us. We're 24 in the in Kempom and 25 in the net and 26 in the AP. So it's, you know, everybody, everyone's got us right there and it's probably exactly where we should be. And we're really proud of being there. And we'd like to keep moving up. You're in a good neighborhood. All right, let's get to last week. It was two home games. It was San Diego and Portland. First one was a Thursday, home to the San Diego Toreros, a much improved program. They came in tied for second place with you when they uh, when they took you on. Yeah, we, we had so many great contributions from a bunch of players. And it's nice that the first three highlights are, are uh, uh, Gideon and, and Seneca and, and uh, Caleb. And, and we just had so many guys to make big plays. It was a fun night. BYU in this game had its first uh, halftime tie of the year. This was 31-31 at, at the break, and then after halftime, actually both teams played a really good second half. You ended up uh, pulling away to win by eight at the very yeah, end. Yeah, and these two good teams. The San Diego team is a good team. They're solid. They have size. They have length. They can make shots. They have guys who can go get their own shot. It's a really good team. Sam's done a nice job kind of rebuilding that program, and, and uh, you know, they're going to give people problems this season. You know, they just went to – uh, Santa Clara and, and and took them to overtime. Santa Clara's a great team. It's you know the, the longest team in our league and mm -hmm. and uh, so so if they can stay together, they'll they'll make some good progress this year. Okay. Side note on this game, uh, Atiki Ali Atiki, our guest tonight, wasn't around for the end of the San Diego game, but I want to take us back uh, before that to the San Francisco weekend and a locker room moment you had with uh, Atiki. Atiki, are you backing down from anybody? Are you going to back down from anybody? Do you know what that means? Like if someone's really tough and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 I don't want to do that. You're going to stand toe-to-toe with him like this? Yeah. Okay. Now, flash forward to San Diego, and he had a bit of a don't back down toe-to-toe -to -toe moment. Yeah, now, yeah. you want your guys clearly to, to stay on the floor when they can, but uh, this is Atiki uh, showing emotion and fight and some of the reasons the guys love him. He is a, he's, a, he's an extraordinary young man, and um, I'm super proud of him. You know, it's really interesting, the things that we take for granted. We were just in the office uh, with, with one of our players that's not an a English first language, and they were making a choice, and Leanne was there. She's like, she's like, hey, just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And then you're like, actually, that doesn't translate. And this, this kind of colloquialism or this, this phrase of not backing down, a literal translation doesn't make any sense, right? And um, so th this, this communication process has been really, really fun. And it's been really instructive to us about how we take for communication for granted. It's such an important part of athletics and it's such an important part of teamwork. And um, so that, it was a fun moment there. And then, and then Atiki's not. Atiki is battling for this team. He is, um, he is in it for his brothers on this team, and that's pretty special. And all of our guys feel it. They all feel it. And he's getting better every day, like before our eyes. He had one of his best practices today. Mm. He's a really special young man. In that San Diego moment we saw, it actually turned it up. Uh, they actually forward, scored four points on the back end of it, yep. which, which isn't great. But the response from your team, uh, you could argue that uh, you know, they were you know, probably having a bit of a, a tiki's back 
at that point. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and you know, we had just kind of finally, you know, the, the game had been a one or two point game the whole time. We finally kind of got some separation and then it went away really quick. And, um, you know, we lost possession of the ball and then we lost the free throws and then we lost the scoring possession. Uh, but the guy's response was great. And, you know, that's what these guys do. They they respond. All right, let's take a look at the final stats again from the uh, San Diego game. BYU does in it, win it by a score of 79 to 71. And uh, after ha you see the 49% field goal shooting after halftime. That number went to 69%. One of your better halves of basketball, I thought, came in the second 20 against them. Yeah, you know, we, we finally got some force in the game and, and started finding each other. And kind of, you know, for us, it's a figuring out also. You know, we have responses to kind of every different uh, defensive schematic the teams will give us. And it's just kind of learning through the course of the game what we can get, what we can't get. And our guys are really good at that. They, they respond with an unbelievable second half. All right, uh, 29 bench points on the night. 24 of the 29 came from these two guys. Gideon George and Seneca Knight. Seneca with the 14, that's the most he'd scored in a BYU uniform at that point. Yeah, it was, it was a great weekend for both these guys. Uh, and, and, you know, I would add Spencer Johnson that mix, although he's been great all season long. Having these three guys coming off the bench is unbelievable luxury for us. Uh, they come in and fix everything. You know, we might start great, we might start not so great, but we know when we roll through this, this rotation that these guys are going to pick it up, and they've been great. They're, in fact, all of their numbers are trending uh, upwards in a significant way. And, and the fourth member of the main rotation bench brigade, Atiki Ali Atiki, is progressing game by game and getting more and more comfortable and doing more and more for you. Yeah, every day he does something we haven't seen him do before. Like, it's super fun. Like, today, we, we ended practice on three back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back Atiki Ali Atiki possessions, hmm. and it was super fun. Like the whole gym kind of fell out, and the guys were like, "Let's go!" It was a great, it was a great day today. Cool, uh, Alex Barcelo. Uh, you don't take for granted what he does, but he had a 22-point game against San Diego. Most points he'd scored in a single game since the Weber State game in mid-December. He played more minutes than anybody else on the floor that night, and is the consummate steadying force. Yeah, it's really. In, in fact, the very first clip you showed on here is his first bucket of the game. Kind of got us uh, off of being stuck, and he's, you know, he's fouled from behind and doesn't get the call and he makes a really really tough floater he kind of has just become this player that is un unfazed by any type of contact in the game and then Seneca in motion here Seneca's on a stretch right now where he's uh, made threes in in four straight games for the first time this season and on the plus minus metric on this night he was a plus 17 for you yeah and he's you know he's doing so much well right now he's finishing and owning every single shot he's shooting it really well from the perimeter he gives us uh, more size and skill and physicality going downhill than we've had in the past and he's actually made huge plays for teammates off the bounce he's and he's been solid since the get-go uh, defensively which I think he's surprised about mm -hmm. um, but he's been so good for us on the defensive end with his length and his feet and his, and his attention to detail he's playing playing big time basketball. You mentioned the phrase finish every shot. I hope that uh, fans out there either in studio or those watching uh, get to the BYU social media accounts. They publish great photography online after certain games. They had a three shot sequence of Seneca for, uh, making a three in the last game and one of the one of the shots was just the posture right the follow-through. Yep. He was where he shot it. He was where he stood and he followed through. That's Finishing your shot, owning your shot, something you really preach to these guys. Yeah, it's really important. It's, it's such a, it's, it's a psychological approach to shooting the ball that's really important. And, 
and uh, Seneca's shooting the ball at a high clip right now um, because of his commitment and his talent and because he's willing to stay focused on shooting the way we shoot. Okay, so uh, San Diego was the first win of the week. In came another improving program in Portland. New head coach, bunch of new players, and uh, this will not be uh, a team that I, I'd be surprised if they're a bottom-of-the-pack type team this year because they, they look so much better. Yeah, both, both these teams, they're good teams. You know, it's interesting. Last year, um, Portland and San Diego were really afterthoughts in the league, but they both have a presence in this league right now. Um, uh, Shante's a, a first-year coach who who crushed it at Eastern Washington, really had a great tenure there. And uh, he's brought in a whole new roster, brought uh, several guys with him from Eastern Washington, a team that, mind you, went to the NCAA tournament and almost beat Kansas in the first round last year. Uh, and he's got this program on the uptick. They're going to be good. It was a surge right before halftime, which we're getting used to seeing from your guys right now that put you in front. You trailed for most of the first half. That little push right before halftime gets you in front by five. You lead the rest of the way, but uh, Portland gave you a nice game, and, and there's the final score. BYU was a good shooting night, and uh, uh, once again, we see Tijon Lucas, one of his better games uh, of the year. Uh, Foose, back-to-back double-doubles for Foose on the weekend. Yeah, uh, Foose is, is uh, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Uh, you know, so, so you already touched on the stuff. The little spurt at the end of the half was great. Seneca hitting back-to-back threes and guys getting stops and, and uh, really kind of giving us our first little glimpse of, of separation of the lead to go into halftime. And then uh, Tijon was great the entire first half. He was so big and, and then, you know, he scored 15 in the first half and only one in the second half. But in the second half, he became a playmaker for everybody else. And, and Foose is just becoming a, a more and more confident and competent dominating force in the, in the post. What was really fun about him in this game was him actually passing out of the post against a double team. This was the most post catches he, he's gotten where he had a second defender come and he made incredible plays out of it. Ended up with four assists, yep. a career high. And, and that double-double, by the way, we see Tijon as well. Tijon had his best scoring game since the Missouri State win as Tijon went for 16. Seven assists for him, four assists for Foose and double-double, and Foose went six for six. Great play by Tijon. Yeah. Uh, Foose went six for six from the field, coach. That's the first perfect night in the WCC this year in league play with at least five field goal attempts. Yep. And you get the sense that that could be the kind of game he has every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, he's fully capable. And this Tijon, it was fun watching two of the last three clips because it's like a clinic. So the third to last clip, he's got an going to his right. He's got an unbelievable driving land where he puts his guy in jail, lets the big get ahead of him, and then keeps his dribble alive and then finishes off two feet. Driving line, keep your dribble alive, play off two feet, right? He put them all three in the same possession. In the last possession, he got to come to two feet, get defender up in the air, and step through. Uh, he's just he's just becoming more and more and more comfortable with what we do, and it's 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 helping the whole team. I made the note in rehearsal that his style of play reminds me of one of the better point guards this league has ever seen in Matthew Dellavedova has a lot of the same kind of skill set where he's just in control when he gets into tight quarters down there and seems to make the right play almost all the time. Yeah, I mean. Yes, and that's a huge compliment for Tijon because this Matthew Delavadova, to the pain of many of us BYU faithful, was such a terrific player. And, and Tijon certainly has a presence like that where he can make a play where there's no play to be made. All right. Now, what a great weekend it was for BYU going 2-0. Let's take a look at how the month has shaken out for BYU as a result. Three wins in the left-hand column and two and hopefully counting in the right hand. So BYU's 5-1 in the West Coast Conference. And, Coach, this is BYU's 11th season in the WCC. BYU's never opened 
six and one, you have that opportunity uh, this week at Santa Clara. Starting yeah, in, in, a, in a really tough game. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty fun because you think about that schedule early, and we played Gonzaga on the road, San Francisco on the road, and and Santa Clara on the road, and St. Mary's at home. So it's not like it's been a light schedule uh, to start. And this will be the toughest game we played. And we're going on the road, playing a tough venue, a team that has won huge games, beat uh, Stanford earlier this season, beat TCU earlier this season. Uh, is got everybody back healthy, and they're really good. It's, it's going to be a great challenge for Gave us. St. Mary's a good game uh, a couple of games ago, yeah, and then, one, of course, beat a good San Diego team last night. All right, that's the rest of January with road games to finish off the month this weekend. Heading to break, telling you that for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play, -play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV, and you can hear it on BYU Radio. When we come back, Atiki Ali Atiki joining us in Studio C as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. All right, so welcome back inside Studio C in Provo. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, your weekly close-up and personal look inside the Cougar Hoops program. Before we get to our Deep Blue segment, we saw a great shot of uh, some of the crowd action at the Marriott yeah. Center. There are 11 teams, at least through the weekend, there were 11 teams in the country averaging 15,000 fans or more at home games, and BYU is one of the 11. It's just amazing. And we had such a special night on Saturday, having the 80-81 Elite Eight team there. All the student section decked out in 80-81 Elite t-shirts and having that coaching staff and those great players. We had all the players except for three from the whole team, which is a miracle. We had guys fly in from across the country to be there. It was really, really special. It was a great night. It's funny. Uh, the Marriott Center celebrating 50 years, right? The first three seasons BYU played in the Marriott Center, the Cougs led the nation in attendance, and they were putting 20,000-plus in the it's building incredible. back then. It's crazy. All right, tonight uh, we learn more about a BYU player who overcame a lot just to get to a point where he could be a high school standout as a senior and a Division I player after his church mission. Here now, Deep Blue on freshman guard Nate Hansen, brought to you by Brady Industries, Honestly Better. Uh, so when I was a sophomore in high school, I, I did a workout and it almost killed me, so yeah. <laughs> Either had a scar or a scab or he had uh, teeth that were missing. He's always fidgeting, he's always moving, he's always got to be doing something. I remember Nate climbing on my parents' roof, a two-story roof up a tree, and he fell, fell out of the tree, landed on the ground, didn't really seem to get too hurt. Um, Nate had a, a stick go through his toe, he had to go to the emergency room, get it out. He had to get stitches in his head for you know, climbing up a shelf and he pulled it off. But he never broke a bone, and I don't remember him ever missing a basketball game until Nate got sick with rhabdo. From as, as young as I can remember, I was introduced to the game, and I just, I loved sports in general, and so I played basketball, football, soccer, and eventually, like, I kinda, I just got to the point where, like, basketball just kinda consumed my life. Like, I just loved it more than, than the other sports. There came a point where it was like, I'm not the tallest, I wasn't the strongest, the fastest anymore. And my eyes were kind of open to this world and so I, I decided I needed to start doing something to like find an edge, to become competitive in this other world that I know I was stepping into, so 
On March 17th, 2017 was a Thursday afternoon. High school season had just ended, and then Nate had decided I want to work out with a personal trainer. I want to do some things to get myself prepared for the AAU season. He had been invited to go do a weight workout with some ex-college players and his trainer. So I show up to this workout. It's at Pleasant Grove High School. I'm super excited. I felt like this was a time where I wanted to get better. You know, walking into that kind of situation, you want to kind of prove that you can hang with these guys, right? Like, that you're good, you're up there, you're with them, so. Nate came home afterwards and was pretty sore, but it wasn't unusual. He'd, he'd pushed himself pretty hard in the past. Uh, and the next morning, Nate woke up and he said, Mom, I'm having a hard time brushing my teeth. My arms hurt so bad. We get into Saturday, I think it was, and he was still, his muscles were hurting so bad, he couldn't even get his arms up to his mouth at this point to eat. I never experienced this before, so I'm like sitting here just like, do I like say something to my mom? Like, should, should I, you know, tell her that I'm not feeling good? You know, but you also don't want to like seem like you're like a wimp, like you just worked out and now you're, you got to take a whole week off, like, you know? He was really in a condition where he, he couldn't do much and uh, maybe not being the in, real intuitive parents that we are, we were kind of laughing at him saying, oh my gosh, Nate, you're, you're just, this workout just really wiped you out, whatnot. But fortunately, Jen was, was smart enough to look up how to recover from a hard workout. Well, one of those articles that she had read happened to mention this, this condition called rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis is a disease of severe muscle breakdown. And it's usually in response to a stress to the muscle of some type. When we exercise, our muscles break down a little bit, and then we, um, we rest and our muscles heal. What happens with rhabdomyolysis is that breakdown occurs more significantly, as well as in severe cases, a change in the color of the urine, the urine becomes very dark, and that's related to a product that the muscles break down, which is called myoglobin. So I, I'm kind of like, all right, that hasn't happened yet, so I'm fine. So I, I, go, I go down to bed literally 20 minutes later, and I'm like peeing blood, so it's, it's super nasty. So I, I come running up the stairs, I make it halfway up the stairs, and I just start throwing up like 10 times, just can't, can't keep anything in. I'm throwing up, and so my dad, he's like, all right, let's get in the car. So we run to the hospital, we run to the ER, I'm throwing up the whole way. I feel, I just feel horrible. Nate came into the emergency room initially with, with uh, what looked like blood in the urine or darker urine and the severe muscle pain and swelling of his arms. They ran the test for rhabdomyolysis, which showed that he was about 20 times the normal amount. And he was in the hospital for three days here in Utah County. His levels for the, for the CK continued to increase, increase despite what we were doing for him. And I was on the phone with specialists of primary children's, including a genetic specialist who's the one generally handles this because it's often related to not being able to produce glucose in the right way. And that can be a genetic thing. And he suggested that we have him up there so that they could be closer to him. So we did transfer him to primary children's for 24 hours, but by the time he got up there, after another 24 hours, his levels were falling, and so he was able to be discharged the next day. They send me home. Uh, I'm still, I just feel horrible. I can't lift my arms and it was, it's probably a month before I get to the point where I can like do normal like stuff with my arms again. And then it probably took a year before I got to the point where I felt like back to normal, where I could lift weights. But I remember doing physical therapy and the physical therapy was so funny because the, the guy comes in, he's like, all right, we're gonna put you on some, some weightlifting like program. I'm like, all right, whatever. And he hands me like two pound dumbbells 
And I'm like sitting there, I'm, I'm kind of just laughing because I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. He's handing me two pound dumbbells and I'm trying to lift them and I just physically, I cannot lift them. Like I'm, I'm struggling to lift two pound dumbbells and it was, it was just super humbling because you know, you get to that point where you feel super fit and then literally within four days, you can't lift two pound dumbbells. Uh, that, was, that was pretty rough, so. I think through this experience, we all learned as a family and Nate as an individual, the idea of patience. It's gonna take time uh, to work through things and you aren't going to get everything that you want immediately. You know, being patient, taking it day by day um, and putting in work consistently. You know, if you do those things, I've found, you know, after that experience with Rabdo that good things happen. Just being patient, keep working, and, you know, finding ways to make yourself better is, is all you can do. Patience, uh, perseverance. Yeah, it's an amazing story. I mean, um, you know, that, it's really scary, uh, but he's healthy now. He's doing great. All right. Well, the silver lining on the dark cloud of injuries to BYU big men this season was the emergence of a pair of freshmen, both of whom traveled a long way to eventually play for BYU. A few weeks ago, we had Fuseni Traore in Studio C to talk about his journey. Tonight, we welcome his roommate and fellow rookie, Atiki Ali Atiki. Welcome in, Atiki. Oh, thank you. A few weeks ago, you were here, but you were here just watching. Yeah, I was yeah. my boy Foose. <laughs> yeah, just watching him. Yeah, you got a sense of the show that night. We had to, we knew we'd had to, we'd have to get you on as a guest eventually. Uh, you are Foose's roommate. Yeah, I am. Uh, what's it like to live with him? Uh, it's a, it's a funny dude, and I just like him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, so we good with bits. Yeah. Yeah, two nice guys living together, Coach yep. Pope. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can't tell which one of these guys. I think Foose helps Atiki stay going the right direction, or do you help Foose? No, we both help yeah. each other. So we, <laughs> you are from Tanzania. Tanzania, yeah. Tell us about growing up in Tanzania. Uh, I grew up in Tanzania, in a city called Mwanza. So I grew up there. I have like five siblings. I'm the middle one, and yeah, my family—they're all there, and I came. To Canada like a couple, couple years ago, like for four years, I went there like play basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, I got like a scholarship, so yeah, so it was fun. What 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 sports did you play soccer growing up? What did you like most growing yeah, up? Yeah, I, I played soccer in Africa. Cause in Africa it's just soccer. Nobody plays basketball. It's not a big deal there. So I grew up playing soccer since I was seven until like 10, 11. Yeah, and then stopped playing soccer and my my. My uncle Shomari just told me like you gotta switch to this sport, and I didn't like it. Just, just told me like just go and try it, do it. I said okay, I'm gonna do it. And one day I went to the basketball court and they would show me the drills. Oh, I finally like it. I was like oh, this is good. So it was like that. That's had you ever? Yeah. When you so you're growing up playing soccer. Yeah. Had you ever seen a basketball game? No, really. You had never, yes. you didn't even know anything about the sport. No, no, I was just watching on TV. That's it. Did you ever like walk down the street in uh -huh. your town yeah. and see a basketball hoop? No. Never? No. Just, pretty amazing. Yeah. Just so good. How many years would you say you've been playing basketball then? I would say for 
like now I still play basketball when I was 15. So for a couple of years, yeah. But it wasn't that serious until I get like 17, 18 and it became like serious sport for me. Uh, yeah. it's, it's different, Coach Pope. A lot of the guys you have on your team have been playing since they were, you know, able to bounce a basketball. Yeah. They have a lifelong on the court. You get players like Atiki that come to it late and are still so gifted. It's amazing. It's, it, it's, it's actually been fantastic because Atiki is so smart and he works so hard and he's so willing. And we've talked about this before. He's a little bit of a tabla rasa. He's a, he's a clean slate. And so sometimes when you get players and you bring them to college, you have to help them unlearn some of the habits that don't translate to college before they can really start to learn what to work in college. And there's, there's numerous examples of Atiki, how he's picked things up where it's been the first time he's learned it. And so it, it now is really natural to him really fast. And his trajectory, he's getting so much better every day. It's super fun to watch. Let, let's show a little bit about how far Atiki's come. And some may have already seen this on, on social media, but this is gonna take us back to, I think, the year 2017, so almost five years ago. And, and we, we thank these folks, uh, uh, Brandon and, and Shay at, at Juco Advocate for helping to post this video. This is you kind of getting, learning how to dunk, sort of, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Do you remember I, this? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is kind of you learning how to play a little bit, yeah. right? And, and now, mm -hmm. there we go. Yeah, it's just, it's coming along, yep. it's coming along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then, you know, Coach Pope, we end up, and as we, I think we got one more where you. Can, can, can oh. we stay right here? So tell me about this, like, who is that that's coaching you? That was like scouts. So yeah. they came from here in America and go to Tanzania and just start making like a camp for little kids. And how team. did they find you? Like, I was playing for academy called yeah. like JK Park Academy. Yeah. So I was there for like a couple, two years. Yeah. Yeah. So they just see me and they say, oh, we got to train this dude and maybe one day it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get to his level. What do you Pretty want to fantastic. Yeah. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's see one more comparison of where Atiki was yeah. <laughs> to where Atiki kind of is. You look like me yeah. in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> and now you look yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna brag about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this on the show before, but. I don't know if I have two young men that have worked harder in every part of their life since they've been here at BYU than Foose and Atiki, and they do it together, right? Yeah. You guys do it together? Yes, we are. But like, Atiki's body didn't just happen like this overnight. It's because he's in with Coach Shork, and he's you know, uh, doing his nutrition regimen, and he's doing everything so diligently, and I, it's gonna be exciting to see what he turns into in the next few years. It's awesome. You lived, you lived in Canada for a little while, yeah? Yeah, for four years. Yeah, yeah. so uh, mm -hmm. you, did you get used to the cold or do you still hate the cold? I hate the cold. <laughs> no, no, no cold for me, it's the worst there. Like, it's the worst. Here is better. I would say here is better, I know like there. Yeah, you were living in yeah. London, Ontario, London, which is kind of closer to Toronto, kind of the big city, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is cold there, it isn't is. it? Yeah. yeah. Can you it. tell us about who you were living with? I was in my host family. Shout out to Judy, Judy Provenzano and Coach Angelo, Alisa and Michael. They've been nice to me like since I was 18. Yeah, they take care, good care of me, so mm -hmm. they're a nice person to me. So. Did, did they watch hockey in your house, and are you a hockey fan? Yeah, my coach does watch hockey a lot, and football. Yeah. Are, there, are there Maple Leafs your team, or do you really 
Do you uh, have a hockey team? No. Okay. No, like, I don't like. Yeah, but they do that in Canada. Okay, uh, here uh, in, in, at uh, BYU, mm -hmm. uh, you and and Foos are not only roommates. You have yeah. a joint TikTok account. Yeah. Uh, so on TikTok, it's uh, at Fusa Tiki Talk. Mm -hmm. Smart. And uh, <laughs> and and recently. Recently, you hit campus, yeah. and you wanted to find out who the student's favorite basketball player was. Let's, yeah. see, let's see how that turned out. Mm -hmm. My name is Atiki Ariatiki, and we're going to try to find people who can, can tell who's their favorite basketball player at BYU. Who's your favorite basketball player at BYU? Anyway, you know. Uh, I don't know any of them by name. I guess I could say you, couldn't I? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I don't know. my name. You don't know my name? I forgot it. You forgot it? Probably Alex Barcelo. Atiki. Let's go! <laughs> Alex Barcelo. Alex Barcelo. This guy's famous, bro. I think I have two. It's a Tiki and Foos. Let's go. Who's your favorite basketball player at BYU? Oh, it's got to be you, man. The new guy, the freshman, right? Let's go. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Can I even name one? My dad's going to kill me if he sees this. Just guess. guess um, I'm going to guess Trevor Smith. Trevor Smith. <laughs> <laughs> How's Trevor Smith yeah. doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. That, that yeah. takes a lot of guts to go out there and just start talking to people like yeah. that. Were you nervous or was that fun? No, I, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I talk to people all the time, so it's normal for me. Do you like the social media? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Super um, fun. Yeah. Uh, so we, it's a new conversation every week. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Foos and Antique are in study hall for, for long hours every day, and they're both crushing it in school. <laughs> and I wish that my other players were doing as well as they were in school. And um, we, we actually had a conversation about hugs. And go figure. Tell me tell about hugs in Tanzania. Uh, we don't hugs in Tanzania. Like, when I got to Canada, like, my whole family, like, they just want to hug me all the time. Yep. But, like, I never, I never, like, want to hug. Like, for men, no. Like, I can hug women, but no men. <laughs> like, no, not for me. No. So I go here, like, everybody wants to hug you, you know? So, but now. Now it's actually, now it's normal. It's not like first time. First time was so weird. I was like, oh my God. I got, <laughs> I, okay, I, the guy stopped this. I can't do this no more. No, it's like. So yeah, now, so. like, Atiki is one of the best huggers on the team, <laughs> yes? Yeah. yeah. You're going to spend some more time around Kalani Sitake. That's, that's a guy you want to spend some time around. He's a hugger. He's a major hugger. Well, that's awesome. And yeah. the season that you, how would you describe your season from, from start to where we are right now, your freshman year? Oh, freshman, I was uh, like, first it was a little bit like hard because like in Canada we had like, we didn't have a season because of COVID, so I didn't play basket for a long time. And when I got here, it was a little bit, it was crazy. So I was, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this, man. But now, like, I'm coming through, so it's getting, I'm getting there, getting there. So yeah, wow, I mean, you think of where he, where he said he just was yeah. to where he is now. You scored six points on I the know, weekend, the yeah. most you've scored here at BYU. Mm. Does it feel like it's getting easier? Yeah, game now, to game? yeah, it's, I'm getting used to it a little bit. Yeah, so now it's coming. It was a. Uh, so we showed, we don't have the other dunking clip from the game, do we? Because they were on social media side by side. So you have these clips of him. He's one for two on dunks in the little video we saw when he was back in Tanzania. Right. And then if you saw him run the lane on Saturday and catch a ball, keep it safe, get two guys up in the air and then dunk it so easy with two hands. It just like the, the, the way Atiki has grown in the last couple of years is just incredible. And then like we talked about earlier, today in practice, the end of practice, 
the tiki was exhausted, so you could barely breathe, but you had a little bit of a smile on your face. <laughs> yes, you? I did. <laughs> I did smile. <laughs> you, said, you said he ended yep. practice on your plays today, yep. all right? Yep. Okay, stick around with us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to mm. keep you around for our Q&A segment yeah, coming up next. Nice to hear. Coming up, questions from social media for Itiki and Coach Pope as BYU basketball. There's the dunk. BYU basketball. Yeah. Coach Pope continues. Okay, that's good. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Utah's love stay in and Atiki Ali Atiki. Let's go to the Q and A portion of our show now. Brought by Smiths, fresh for everyone. Our first question is for Atiki. Question Atiki. It seems like the game is slowing down for you. What parts of the game seem to be getting easier for you? It's a way of life. And if there's ever a setback, I would say and you back out there. I would say more like on offense. I'm getting more comfortable now on offense than before. So it's getting a little easier now. Like I practice a lot, so it's coming through. Yeah. Okay. What do you see, Coach Pope? Well, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Is now on offense, he's running into the post and telling everyone to pass him the ball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me the ball. And the, the, what's really fun is the guys are, are their trust in Atiki is really growing. It's it's just so fun to see this transformation. And then I told Atiki today, it was five games ago, four or five games ago that we kind of put him in for some minutes. That it was actually against St. Mary's. Yeah. It was really the first game where where we we put him in for, for some really important minutes. And his uh, assignments defensively, he was flawless. And that's been the most striking thing to me is like his defensive assignments, he is probably one of the best guys on our team in terms of fulfilling those. Uh, it's been pretty fun. And he's, he's also blocking some shots too. Yeah. Fact, speaking fact, of that, speaking of that, that? Our, our second question is actually about blocked shots. Uh, it comes in and says, Atiki, you're averaging a block shot every six minutes you play. How are you able to anticipate these shots these days? Uh, just like like last game on was on Tuesday Thursday yeah, Thursday yeah I was out right for the game because I, I don't know so that game like it was I pissed off because of that guy make me piss off so I said I'm gonna <laughs> show him the next game how we do so I was I was just going for us and nobody can score me just just go blow everything. Three block so shots was, in the yeah, last so game. Yeah, so I was, yeah. Yeah. So I was you're, just, a little, you're a little more motivated after the San Diego game? After the San Diego game, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't play that game. I played, like, I said, three minutes and I was out. I said, so this is my chance on Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Saturday. And go for it. Mm -hmm. did, did you know you were going to get kicked out after that thing um, happened? No, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> were you surprised when they said you got to leave? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is happening, guys? I said, oh, you got to go. You got to go. So, okay. <laughs> got to go. Yeah. So... <laughs> so so I'm gonna tell you, T cares about this team so much, and he loves these guys so much, and everything is so new, and so that was my biggest concern. That's why we sent someone in the locker room with the Tiki was, like, this is all a new experience. Like at the time, you didn't even really know what it meant, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, and it just is amazing. I responded, and and in that incident, there were some things that were said that we won't share just because it's not appropriate, but. Um, it was a, it was a difficult situation that Atiki actually handled really well, and then when you say you came back with a vengeance on Saturday, <laughs> I mean I I don't know if did you guys see that block shot? So I've never seen this before. So Atiki came from the weak side and blocked a shot off the backboard so hard it ricocheted off the backboard, 
off his forehead and all the way into the second row of the, of the rock student section. They actually caught it there. It was just unbelievable. I don't think we've ever seen that in the Marriott Center ever before. It's pretty great. I wonder if Hema can do that up here before you now in the end of the show. Uh, question three. It's for Atiki again. Atiki, mm -hmm. what is Mark Pope like behind the scenes? I would say... Careful. Like, <laughs> I would say he's a good coach. I like, like him. And he's honest with you. Like, if you like, do a mistake, he's going to be honest with you. Like, he's going to tell you do this and do, not do this. So like, just have to listen to him when he's right, when he tells you something. So just have to follow what he tells you to do. And you'll see that improvement. So Tiki's really, really fortunate, right? Mm -hmm. Because, well, first of all, it was hard to recruit him. It was really hard to recruit him because he was so nice, but his host family, they were tough on us, yes? <laughs> yeah. Miss Judy and Miss Alyssa, <laughs> Coach Provenzano. So it was really fortunate because he, he actually lived with Coach Provenzano, who's a great coach, a great high school coach in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Coach Provenzano's wife and sister were like, they, were, they drilled us, and they're, hmm. they're wonderful people. So he has an unbelievable basketball background just in the last two years uh, because of where he was placed, and then he's grown so fast here. All right, great questions, folks. Appreciate them. Coming up next, we will preview this weekend's California road trip to Santa Clara and Pacific. Stick with us. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Back after this. Utah's. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Smith's, fresh for everyone. And by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Here's our game day broadcast schedules this week. We'll start things off Thursday at Santa Clara. Radio pregame show at 8 o'clock Mountain, 10 o'clock Eastern with a 9 o'clock Mountain, 11 o'clock Eastern, and 8 o'clock Pacific tip on ESPNU and BYU Radio. And then stick with us on the radio for postgame coverage from courtside after the game. That is on Thursday. On Saturday, it's interior. They drive into Stockton, Pacific. And that'll be a little earlier start to 8.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Mountain for the pregame. And then 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain, 6.30 Pacific for the tip again on ESPNU. And again, radio pregame and postgame on BYU Radio. So, Coach Pope, we start off with Santa Clara. The Broncos won last night, home to San Diego, as we talked about. Had to go to overtime to do it. Uh, Up-tempo, efficient offensive basketball, and familiar names, Keyshawn Justice and Jalen Williams and Josip Brankic. It's a good team. Yeah, and, and really, uh, really talented, talented team. You, you talk about those three guys. Uh, you know, Vrankic is a little bit of a Timmy, a Drew Timmy, in terms of his effectiveness in the post. Uh, and then uh, Jay Will is, is the biggest point guard in our league physically, and he's incredibly skilled. Uh, um, and, and Justice is one of the top shooters in this league at 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so uh, they, they have an unbelievable sporting cast. This Braun, who transferred in, has been really effective. They got a great team, and it's going to be a huge challenge for us on the road. And one of the biggest coaching names in the game, and Herb Sendak, again recently, as you see there, 500 career wins he recently picked up. And then from Santa Clara to Pacific, and this is a team you already get the back half of. You've already played them once. You get them uh, two times here in your first seven games. Yeah, and they're good. Uh, they gave us a great run here uh, in the Marriott Center, and uh, 
they're athletic and have length and shoot the ball one through five, uh, especially their five men coming off the bench. And uh, so this is a, this is a tough trip, man. It's um, it's not going to be easy, but it's league play. I'll be curious do. to see how they do against Portland on Thursday yep. before they right. play you. That's We've right. seen both teams. We'll see how that one shakes out. Right, that is the week ahead for BYU. As we go to break, let's get to this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection, Jimmer Fredette holds the Marriott Center record for most points scored in a game. How many points did he score to set that record? That is the question. The answer is coming up next. Stick with us. This is BYU Basketball. Tonight's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. Jimmer Fredette holds the Marriott Center record for most points scored in a game. What is that record point total? How many did he score to set the record? 43, 11 years minus one day ago today against San Diego State. 43 is his home record, his overall record, and the BYU single game record is 52. That was against New Mexico at the tournament in Las Vegas back in 2011. All right, uh, final piece of video we have for you tonight uh, goes back to Saturday. And Saturday was a special day in your house here in Provo because it was Foose's birthday. Yeah. So after Foose scored his first basket, the Rock serenaded him with this. the game they gave him cake yeah. did he bring any cake home that night oh yeah he did yeah. <laughs> yeah did you guys have any after the game yeah I can't do it by myself I'm there so you gotta bring <laughs> cake for me too yeah. <laughs> awesome that was a fun that was, that was a fun night for the team and yeah. for Foose yeah and hopefully for you back at the apartment good stuff hey great having you in tonight at Tiki we will do this again yeah. as you yeah. continue as a BYU Cougar great to have you in thanks yeah. so much yeah. no problem. Thank coach Pope Let's go. Get two yeah. this weekend. Triple A, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week at 8.30 yeah. Eastern. For the coach and for Atiki, I'm Greg. Have a great week. So long. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, man. Yeah. Good job. Hi, I'm Nick.